The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Right now, you're about to listen to UFC Unfiltered. Matt is taking a dump, and he talks about his wife. We have a fun interview with Uriah Hall, Raquel Pennington, of course, congratulating her on her win. We chit-chat about a lot of things, and I almost choked to death on an almond. Big fun. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hi. Hi, Matt. It's good to talk to you. Oh, man. Rough morning. <laughs> Why'd you have a rough morning? I don't want to talk about it on air, but I, I will. Get. But I will. <laughs> because I took this job and I got to be me. I don't know. Listen, what was that great rapper that said that pimping ain't easy? You remember that guy? Vanilla Ice. No, oh. no, not him. Snow. DJ Snow Ooh, from Toronto no, who sang not, Informer. No, no, that was Informer. Well, the thing is, <laughs> was, was uh, everything um, goes when it comes uh, to hoes, but nah, pimping ain't easy. Pimping ain't easy. Pimping ain't easy. Don't tell me, uh, but mm. pimping ain't easy. I don't remember. I don't either. But the It's point not Boogie is, Down Productions, nah, is it? Nah. It might be. I think Chris is looking it up. Who, who said pimping ain't easy? Um, Chris, the producer, we're asking you a question. Uh, Big Daddy Kane. There you go. Big I think Daddy he. I think Kane. he. I think he meant marriage. <laughs> it's ah. not easy. Do I feel like fucking biting somebody? Is it what a hard? rough. Oh man, I just had a rough morning. Why? 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 <laughs> I don't want to complain too much. You'll listen to this, but jeez. But was it your fault? I, I'm just no. I don't think so. Jimmy G, you like, look at you. You like to fan the flames, well, you, you know, little Because under- you're smiling. I, I, I smile, but I, I do understand the personal life strife. And it, it is interesting, and everybody does deal with yeah. it. Yeah. You know what? You go on that Facebook, and you, oh, this, look at them. It's the perfect family. They're smiling. And, oh, look, they're at little Jimmy's birthday party. They, it's great. <laughs> no, not always. You know why? Because they're not putting on Facebook when you're fucking cursing at each other and fucking having a rough day you know that's the that's that's reality but don't get me wrong listen i'm a positive guy yes sometimes you just gotta vent what's the what started it no no it was basically just bullshit like my my wife you know what and listen it's true i don't gotta get the i'm not not dick tucking (laughs) dick tuck no no it's you know she's got to get the kids ready by the time i came downstairs to get my espresso uh, you know, my kids come running to me and this and that, but she's already having a rough morning with them. But they're over it now. Sure. So she dealt with the worst of it. 
And then my daughter said something, and I repeated it because she was cute. She said, oh, we get crispy, something. So I repeated it, and my wife thought I was saying something to her, and then it got into that. So if I get snapped at, I automatically, I, I come back. I'm, sure. a, I, I'm like uh, Conor McGregor in that. I'm a counter-striker sometimes. You don't like that shit. Yeah. No, I just come right back because I can't take, I can't, I'm not good at, um, what's that, taking shit. Right. You're not. <laughs> Jimmy. You're not a man who's meant to be, yeah, but, you're but not. Um, You know what it is? The, I mean, listen, I don't want to go all into fun. Well, you always got to talk about how you're alpha. No, not at all. And I'm messy. And I'm a little messy, Jimmy. I've look never at the seen desk. This. I got here two seconds ago. Look at the look at look at the desk in front of you. Chris, the producer's this. It's disgusting. like a hoarder's house. <laughs> you got the no, sunglasses, the Snapple <laughs> bottle. My keys are on there for no reason. Toilet paper is used. He keeps it all. It's crazy. <laughs> it's not but you know, like, listen, I'm I'm messy, and my wife's very neat. You know, when we sleep in the bed, I'm an Audi. I take the covers out and I make a little, I, I make a little, I, I bury myself. I make, make a little sure. cocoon. It's fun. I do that. And she's not, she's an innie. She likes, so them, tucked in. she likes them tucked in. So, you know, sometimes you just have a little brawl, but you get over it. Isn't so. it weird how that's the shit? It's not <laughs> it's the little shit. The death in the family. No. It's not like anything major. It's not the mortgage payment. It's this motherfucker keeps untucking the sheet and this she won't let me fucking untuck the sheet. That, uh, that's the weird the stuff that drives people crazy. Yeah. Well, I know I untuck, but then oh, you pulled my side out. Wow, what did I do? Untucking's important. How did I I'm an untucker. Every girl you I married, date should do that. I'm an untucker. When I lived <laughs> alone, I would uh, and Longo uh, seen me before, like in, when we had to share a, a hotel room one time, uh, uh, when we were away and, and something happened at uh, Ally quit this fight where we had to actually spend the night in the same room, twin beds, of course. And, and he wakes up, he's like, why are you a big baby? He sees me like in a, wrapped up in like a cocoon. All I'm missing is that little, what's the thing in the in, the, in your a mouth? A little nipple, little, like a little whoopple or whatever. A little whatever fucking, a little woo woo. A cock. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, shit, I'm lightheaded. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that came out of nowhere. That's good. But, uh, oh, dude, you got me crying. But that was it, man. So, you know, Ray sees me tuckled like in a little uh, cocoon. He's So that's how I'm used to, I used to, I lived for so long. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, this is all bullshit. Can we get to some sure. UFC stuff? People don't want to hear about my- Well, you mentioned that, so maybe he wants to get it off his chest. People yeah. have arguments. That's the hard part. That's Look, it. That's why it's, it's being married, I don't envy. It's very hard to do. Yeah. Like, women see this thing, and I'm not a woman's expert, but it is hard. <laughs> Look, taking care of kids is a motherfucker. I'm, oh, I think it's fuck. brutal. Yes. And really, people just do take it for granted. Yeah. So, but they, I think a lot of times women don't understand that they're appreciated. Like they feel That's like you the don't. That's the biggest thing. But you do appreciate that, them. Oh, hundred percent. But they don't feel like it. No. And then you know what you do? Then then you start looking at all the stuff you do. And not to mention, did I, did I say I was in Florida for eleven days a month ago? Yeah. But I mean, though, listen. Hey, you could think, man, I'm doing this, that, and the other thing, and I'm providing and I'm, I'm i'm with my kids i'm with my family uh, that should be oh no wait i still fucking made some breadcrumbs <laughs> you know and listen this is life people you know, listen this is life life's like the life's like a it's a fight do you know what you do it's, it's like politics everybody yes. fights you it would be helpful and this is hard to do if both people just realized what the other person does it's not true. in comparison it's true you can't not that's like what i do this and then she does it, like wow she changes diapers yeah and deals with them screaming and blah yeah. blah blah you're and right he, wow he this guy goes out and makes the money and fucking you know and runs to school like it helps if people yeah. but it's oh, hard to do go. it is hard to do you're right so in other words you just summed up i'm wrong no no no, no you're right not at all right. i'm saying she should appreciate Listen, you too this is relationships yeah and this is the reason why a lot of guys or girls tap out they go you know what 
it's a little rough. Let me get the fuck out of here and and go on Match.com. But that's not me, Jimmy. No, I got a family. I'm a family man. Faithful and happily married guy. I'm having a good time. Happily married most of the time. Every couple fights, (laughs) Most of the time. Everybody fucking fights, Jimmy, and that's why you choose to be a swinging single. No, that's because most Emphasize of my marriages the word. won't be legal in most states. <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I want some, I want a relationship though. You do. I'm at a point, yeah, man, I kind of, I don't miss that stuff, the fights, because even yeah. single people that like, you fight, I mean, I just, I miss watching a movie or Netflix with somebody and going, oh, fuck, yeah. let's watch Narcos. Like, yeah. I miss that shit. That's, that's great. That's, that's the fun stuff, right? Yeah, no, see, me and my wife do that and we go to the movies and we have a good time. A person who's opinion you kind of value about something you watch like i watched yeah. uh, i watched walking dead so yes. it'd be like, nice to watch that with a girl yeah. like, who just wants to you know wants me to fuck her in the face after there you go <laughs> so you can still do that you can still do that but it has to be somebody whose personality you like because it's all about being compatible you know what i mean and yeah man, like you have to have somebody that obviously likes the same stuff yeah you know yeah we're good in that department we're yeah that's very important that's even more yeah. important and plus you guys uh you know, you don't. You're physical. You're in a good way. Like yeah. that, Matt always comes in in a great mood. That yeah. Was, oh, uh, for sure. You know. Oh you no. Yeah. 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 Take no, care of business. Yeah, well, she went definitely when I'm uh, leaving with uh, getting rid of my fucking demon. This morning. Sperm. What's that? This no. Morning. This morning. No. Look at me now. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to bite Jimmy's ankle. Uh, no, look at me now. I'm about to go in the bathroom and do a number three. See, it's weird. I can't do it in the morning, man. If I come in the oh, morning, dude. I'm finished. You do this podcast to be like, I'd be like. I love everyone in the U.S. No. It's so much fun. See, that's the one thing my wife says, which is kind of true, though. Like, I am like a, like, she needs a spray bottle to get me off. But like, she's like, I can't even hug you without you making it about sex. Wow. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, all right, you got me the, <laughs> the fucking animal. I understand. What's the, what am I going to do, though? That's my sexual outlet. I got to attack her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. In, the, the, in though. the morning, I just can't. I understand the lust. Dude. In the morning, I'm valueless. No, I wake up. I wake up. I wake up ready. I wake up full of phlegm. I got a, I, I literally farted 17 times in the bathroom this morning, pissed. Yeah? It was, and I echoey and wonderful. And I'm like, you know no chick I, wants to hear that. You know what I, fuck That's me. true. That's true. I, I don't like that our bathroom is connected to our, no. our, our bedroom because now when I sometimes in the early morning or if I know I'm going to get some in the morning, but I, I might have to... Uh, do a cock a poop duty. Oh, you I shit before you lay? I'm not such well, a fucking no, man. No, no, no. I make sure I go <laughs> in the other bathroom down the hall. That way she doesn't have to hear that stuff. Nobody wants to hear. That's not romantic. But wait a minute. So you take a dump. You have to wipe really good so that it doesn't stink under the sheets. You ever hear no, no, not no, wipe no, good enough and it smells under the sheets? I've done that. I'm no. a clean wiper. Dude, I'm not. It's not even about wiping. I will stick my ass in a shower. I'm that. I'm very oh, clean. Good. I might be a mad shitter. I don't know what that means, but uh, I am. Uh, I am very clean. Before I forget, Chris the producer, yeah. and I talk to the the people at the UFC. I need to get back on Twitter. I lost my Twitter ever since I got a new phone. So it might not be a bad thing that I'm off Twitter though. Right now, I was off Twitter once before when I was here. No, remember? I don't remember. No, maybe I'm just talking shit. Matt is such a fucking male. Like Matt, what do you do in the morning? I shit, I fuck, and then I go and fight for an hour. <laughs> yes, that's basically my morning. Wow. At least if I don't fuck, I fuck myself. <laughs> I fucking yeah. whack off. But I need to I need to um to do that. And you know what's funny? I, I got a blood test the other day, like I went through a checkup That's or whatever. My greatest nightmare. Yeah, right. Everything's oh. good. And then they're like, Oh, we have to test you again, but you know, we want you to re- have not have sex and uh for two days for like forty eight hours up to it, so we could do some tests about whatever, make sure everything else is good and your prostate. They give you all these different tests. So uh 
I was literally bummed out that I cannot, you know, yeah, have sex in in forty eight hours. Well, no, whether it's with my wife or jerking off or anything, you know, yeah, you got it upsets me. I jerk off a lot. I jerk Too off. much. I, I jerk off. I, I, it's insane. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> what else is up, Jimmy? Well, you know, I wanted to tell you about this thing real quick. I, Talk it's to important me. not to segue from that into. Oh no, no, no! But we got to pay the bills, and it's I'm nice kidding. to read for companies you actually like. I'm with you. Uh, this one is. Uh, it wants to ask if people are hiring, because uh, the, it's important to know where to post your job to find the best candidates. Posting your job in one place, I mean, it's not enough to find quality candidates anymore. Mm -mm. So if you want to find the perfect hire, and of course you do, you need to post your job on all the top sites. Well, now you can. ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Twitter and Facebook, all with one click. What are you going to do? Repeat it? On Twitter and Facebook and all these sites, your little fingers will hurt. Do it once. <laughs> Find candidates in any industry, any city nationwide. Just post once and watch the qualified candidates roll in to Zip Recruiters. Very easy to use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them, hire them. Boom. Done. Mm -hmm. Done. One less headache so you can wake up and have sex like my friend Matt does. That's what you got to do. You got to uh, wake up and have sex when your mind is free. And why is your mind free? Because you've got the perfect hire. ZipRecruiter has been used by yes. over 1 million businesses. And right now, it says my listeners, but that's a lie. It's our listeners. It Matt, is. Sarah, and Jim Norton's listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. That way you know where uh, people know where you heard it and we keep a job. ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. It really is a great service and it gives a little love to Matt and myself. Uh, one more time for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. And Matt, I do, I do love hearing about your life. Because Matt and my, yeah. uh, my lives are very different. Yes. Um, but it's, you know. But we both have fun. We certainly do. <clears throat> you know. And it is fun. You know, it is a fun life. Like literally your job, besides jujitsu, which you're great at and you love, I is love you it. hang out with fucking Dana White. <laughs> you fly places, you get filmed, you eat yeah. good food, you come in here, you talk shit, we goof off and we go to fights. Like what a fun life. Dude, I listen to me. I'm not I listen, I'll be the last guy to complain. I love I love my life. But and that that's why I but I shouldn't feel bad about that. Sometimes when I go fight I remember I had to leave early and uh the other day and um where was I? I was I think I was coming to the city. I was doing something, but I had to get out early. And then she's like, well, you had the train later on. What'd you, you know, why'd you leave so early? I told her I had this, I don't do it often, but you know, to make me look a little thinner, I, I had to go for a, a tan <laughs> at, uh, at Oasis Tan down the block. My friend, Nicole, what a, what a sweetheart. So I was going to go there and then um, uh, over in Massapequa, right down the block. And then, then I get like, oh, you got the life. <laughs> my wife tells me, I'm like, you know, but why should I feel bad about that? Why they, should I feel bad? I shouldn't feel bad about it. No, that. you shouldn't at all. The pro I think with women, what happens is when they're when they're just kind of stay at home moms, they feel cooped up. Yeah, it's just natural. And then yes. and, and then you're watching your husband go away, even though you got to do it because you pay the bills. Got to do it. So, and I'm not a marriage counselor. I got to. Here's what my <laughs> suggestion would be: once in a while on a Friday when you're done with everything, just like tell her that day, like, why don't you and your friends go out? You yeah. and two of your girlfriends oh, go out yeah, no, dinner, no. Her and do it. A hundred percent. And that way they feel like I'm not always trapped yeah. while my no, this one's no, out. No, I'm this. I'm good like that. Yeah. She she has her she's tight with her cousins and uh when she wants to go out with them and this is the there's never once there's never once a time where I go, What? Where yeah. are you going? No. I'm always like, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. 
Yeah, it's important. I go, but I go, but you are a milf, so if anybody hits on you, tell me to go fuck. <laughs> or just uh, show them your picture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That your peril goes zero to hundred real quick. I don't need that shit. See, that's why. That's why I envy. Like I wish I, I'm really. Gonna, I keep saying I'm gonna. I'm gonna take some classes. I'm really going to because I know I'm gonna yeah. like it. Uh, I'm a pussy, but uh, that six. That big fucking guy. Now again, what, the know, other day you're talking about with yeah. uh, Drago. <laughs> Not that I want to slap somebody in the face, yeah. but I mean, you know, again, that was called for. And again, he showed restraint because I'm sure he could have hurt the guy, but he didn't open yeah. hand and slap to save the guy. Oh yeah, man. And well, how big is yeah, Pete yeah. Drago? How's it, how big a dude is he? Oh, he's he's around what is he five eleven or something? And he slapped him hard. Yeah, yeah. He gave, <laughs> he gave him a nice smack. A nice smack. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Drago, the you face. know, Drago bounced forever. Drago's he wasn't afraid UFC of the guy. vet. So he wasn't afraid of the guy. Nah, nah, Drago would take the guy apart. Drago's a tough dude. Man. That's a tough name. I roll with you. Well, know, like, a guy named Pete Drago beating yeah. you up. That's a, that's the name of a guy who's really gonna beat your fucking teeth <laughs> uh, into the it's pavement. So funny. His name's. I, I don't think I ever called. Him, I think I called him Pete maybe uh, two times in my life. But uh, again, I knew the kid since he's seventeen. So, you know, he's like my closest friend. Him and Longo. It's so funny how when you get older, age means nothing. Like yeah. I'm 42. My two closest friends. I mean, I got Drago, who's whatever, 32 or 33. Then I got Longo, who's fucking 80. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Now Longo's definitely knocking on 60s door. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Longo, I said it. But he's got it. Oh, oh, by the way, Chris, the producer, I was going to ask you if Longo could come in today. But oh, since I'm asking, well, you since I'm asking, and I was going to ask you too, you never like, have that's to ask. cool. Well, I was, I'm asking you guys right now because that's when I remembered that he said he wanted to come on. Sure. So right now he's listening to this, being like, "You fucking prick." Ray is welcome anytime. He's great. Longo, pay your cards right. I'll get you back in anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him in here next week. If yeah, you yeah, yeah I love in. having him. Absolutely. Is that cool? What do you think? Yeah, man. Yes, absolutely. All right, Longo, you got the pass. Um, and I want to talk to you. What do you think about this, Matt? Because Dana, talk so they talk about an MMA union. They tried to yeah. organize comedians years ago, and uh, the PCA, Professional Comedians Association. This is 1990 when oh, I got into business. That's interesting. But it's hard to organize solo people. Yeah, actors have a union, singers and stuff like that. We're not singers, but directors, um, you know, uh, television artists. But uh, Dana said uh, about the union, "Hey, good luck to you." The fighting business is so different. This is an oh, this he said this. This is an individual sport. This isn't a team sport. It's a completely different. Let me tell you what. These fighters have managers for one fight. They fire them, then they're on to the next guy. It's like a lot of crazy stuff that goes on in this business. But at the end of the day, do I care about a union? I got to negotiate with somebody. A union wouldn't be my problem. The union would be the fighter's problem. Unions don't necessarily make things better. You know what I mean? Careful what you wish for. It could go either way. I could care less. doesn't matter to me. Yeah. yeah, I think like when you're negotiating, the unions can be a pain in the ass for a business. But the bottom line is, I mean, you know, you, again, you, you got to deal with all these managers anyway. Yeah. So they want to fight the UFC. A union yeah. is not going to, uh, you know, they're not going to hurt the UFC. So uh, it, will it happen again? It's hard in individual sport because Connor... It's not going to win to be held to the same standards as a guy who's got six fights and who's four yeah. and two. No, no, it's it's a it's a different animal. Yeah, very hard. It's it's, it, it, it's and like Dane is saying, I, I think he's saying that either way that they're, they're negotiating the contract with somebody. Everybody's got a different contract. Absolutely, and, and uh, different people bring different things to the table, and uh, it is what it is, so to speak. I don't I don't know. Like I, it's it's a sport. It's entertain. You know, it's the entertainment business. You know, I mean, see, a guy like Connor, not only is he, his personality, like, almost over the top, and he's got that it factor that sure. people like, but he can fight. 
you yeah, know, really so it's like that's man. a big thing. So I mean, when you got that, like it's hard to deny the guy a lot of things because the guy's he's bringing it. People are buying the pay per views, and uh, what he's doing is working for him, well, both inside the cage and outside the cage. Well, John Jones, another one. Uh, Dana said about John that uh, he said I don't trust him. No, about headlining UFC events. In my mind, in my opinion, I'd never take the risk of headlining a show with John again. I'd put him on a card, of course, but I wouldn't headline him until he consistently gets back on track. Millions of dollars are spent on this. So I'm not in a good place with him. I'm not in that place with him. Look, I understand that. This last one, though, um, I feel really bad for John. Maybe it was stupid. Maybe he should. But it's like the guy's not a cheater, and that should not affect a championship fight the fact what do you take a dick pill come on man i think though that's what the fuck no the, the, the whole dick pill thing i'll i'll, I'll have his back i miss that, john you know, fighting but, uh, a lot the guy's not a cheater me too but the headliner show i every how many times besides the whole cock pill how many times has he not uh yeah there's been some other uh, that other stuff i understand and maybe deep down they're giving him a little payback for this or they go well we don't trust his intent who the fuck no maybe yeah. it'll be different if it was someone else, I don't know. But I, I want to see John fight again. That's all I'm thinking about. And, uh, you know, we talk about Conor so much. But, again, he keeps coming up because he's been talking stuff about the welterweights. And, and Tyron said, uh, if he wants to fight, we can sign it right now. I'm good on that fight. I just don't think it's a good idea for him to fight me. And everyone keeps counting Conor out. Well, if he fights this guy, well, if he fights that guy. And, and I can never say that about Conor again. But I will say, if he fights Tyron Woodley, a true welterweight that's a, a tremendous judgment error by connor i to me uh, steve steve thompson uh wonderboy and connor would be fucking a very fun fight to watch yeah i mean that would be interesting i don't uh, see connor winning a, that fight either a guy, yeah, a guy who's a true welterweight i think he should kind of concentrate on the his two divisions that he's the champion of. yeah <laughs> or one of them you know um at at you know, you got the fights at 145, of course, uh, that Jose Aldo fight. He's got to fight him. Now, Max Holloway's number the about the, two the, in the, the thing that's interesting about that is they always were saying, oh, you know, he caught him quick and, and whatnot. And, you know, then you look what he did to Eddie. You can't really say that that 13-second thing is just a fluke. Absolutely I mean, not. You know what I mean? So that would be an interesting fight. I'd be interested to see him versus Jose Aldo. I really would, especially with the bad blood there from... And how much uh, you know Jose wants that, and and how how Jose fought against the very talented and um, one of the best, uh, how he fought against Frankie, Frankie Edgar. Edgar, yeah, yeah he beat him I in mean, a decision. And uh, you know how how high uh, I hold Frankie uh, in regard. Yeah, know? my apologies to Frankie. I'm looking at two different pieces of paper. He is number two, and 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 Max is number three. What's that uh, in in the uh, featherweight right? You know, it's, it's obviously it's Jose, and then it's. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was Connor, then Jose, and then uh, Frankie, and then uh, Max. Well, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, styles do make fights. I think Frankie would be a harder fight for um, Connor? Uh, for Connor than than Jose, possibly. Frankie is such a. It's just the tough just because Frankie. Sucker. I mean, dude, oh. look at look at the way. I mean, look at look at Frankie the other night with Stevens. That always. kick to the fucking face. You see that kick he took to the face? Oh yeah, well, Frankie, man, Frankie. He comes back and he he looked like he was a little hurt after that. He got so nervous. I was so nervous in the locker room. I know. So he was in the locker room with us too, you know. So he was when he went out the fight, we're cheering him on, and you know we're all watching back there and cheering and and, uh, and you know when he he just he's such, he's something else, Frankie Edgar. I mean, he really just he gets take he gives like I said yesterday he gives a hundred percent into everything he everything he commits to like with those takedowns another guy would just be like all right you know what I'm gonna get burnt out doing this he kept going going next thing you know he's got the guy over his head and the guy's big you think Jeremy's he's too small is he what? too small to fight Connor 
Who? Obviously, they could fight. No, I don't, I don't. I don't believe so. Look at everybody he fights is bigger than him. Frankie. Yeah. At whatever weight, everybody he fights is bigger than him. I know you don't see him as the bigger guy ever. Name a fight that he's the bigger guy. I mean, That's from true. Gray Maynard to to all these guys to uh, Benson Henderson to all those guys. Um, you know, he's he, he's he's a hell of a fighter, Frankie Edgar. He's. Uh, I don't. I mean, people I do I talk about him a lot, but I mean, he's he's going to go down as one of the best ever. The guy's he, really. I mean, look at look at the guys he beat. Even when he's lost, he's always in it. He's just a, it's a decision. Yeah. Like he's yeah. impossible to knock out. I man. think so much happened the other night that Frankie kind of went under the radar with his win over Jeremy. Over Stevens, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah, Jeremy's a stud, man, and uh, Jeremy's not an easy fight for anybody. No, and and look and look what he did. You know, he, he beat him. He beat him all right, and. uh I couldn't be happier with Frankie, you know? Yeah. So I, I want to know what's going to happen. I feel very bad for Jose Aldo. Yeah. I, I just sitting there waiting. But oh, again, I, he could fight someone else and as the interim title, but he doesn't want to. That's true. Yeah, but that was the 145 we were talking about. As far as the 155, there's always... Listen, he never fought Nate Diaz at 155 yet. He never fought him at 155. He fought him at 170. That's now, true. you could say, oh, that's a better for... That's better for uh, Diaz because he's bigger. Well, Diaz is going to train and get down and weight to 155 where he spent most of his career. He's a, he's a lightweight. He fights as a lightweight. So we've never seen him at that. He might be the, the best ever at that. It might just, and, you know, it might be a totally different fight. Or, I, you know, it might, I don't know. I mean, the first fight he got off the couch for. And then, and then the second fight was a very close fight. I mean, people would want to see that Nate Diaz. Who's not going to want to see them fight again? Honestly, my hand's up. I have no interest in it. Not, really? I, I, oh, not that it's okay. not a great fight. Not that, but they gave us two great fights. I would much yeah. rather see in him the, fight Tony Ferguson or, or Khabib. Khabib. Yeah, I was going to get to them next. Now, for sure, either one of them uh, is is a phenomenal fight. Khabib is scary as fuck. Nurmagomedov is that his is, name? I Sorry saw. I, no, no. I saw um, Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. Yeah, I saw. I, I don't know where I saw a video. I saw a video of him training with uh, with Luke Rockhold. Now look at the weight difference there. And I saw him picking him up, taking him down up against the cage. And Luke Rockhold's not an easy guy. He's getting his hips out. And dude, Khabib, Khabib is a different type of animal when it comes to the grappling. He's a strong dude, man. And he's a powerful guy. I mean, could could Connor, could his punches be enough to to, to keep that guy off him? Yeah, well, I don't know. Michael Johnson did a great job. He was very effective at doing that for a while. He did, and and but does Michael and my yeah, I thought I thought Michael Johnson was doing great. The first three minutes of that fight. I remember saying, this guy is doing phenomenal. Boy, and started. then did the tide turn, and it turned drastically. Yeah. And once it turned, it never turned back. It was not a back and forth after that. It was wow. Michael Johnson's doing an excellent job. He did, he did his homework. And then there was a couple of times when he got away from one takedown, two takedown, but it was almost inevitable. You're like, all right, he's going to get a hold. Right, in the <laughs> second round, it seemed like yeah. he was getting and away. And but... he's getting off, but at that point, his punches and, and stuff didn't have enough snap to... To keep that guy off him. <laughs> and uh, Khabib said in an interview that he could have grappled sooner, but he stayed up a little longer and maybe ate maybe a couple shots that he didn't have to, but he kind of wanted to stand up. From what I from what I remember hearing is in, in his interview afterwards, his post-fight interview. But uh, I think Khabib is an animal. He's undefeated. What's that guy. How many wins? I think he's 24 0 now. It is, yeah. is it 24 0? Yeah. How the fuck is he not fighting for the belt? I think I, what, what, I, what I think it was, I think he had a couple of injuries. We had to pull out of a couple of fights, right, Chris? I don't know how many. Yeah, he's been injured for about a year now. Yeah, there was the several fights that he had to. I, I, would, I don't want to say several. I wanna, I'd have to see how many fights he either pulled out or didn't make, but definitely more than one. So 
I don't know if that's something that they're thinking about or. Let me see if Siri can pick this one up. What is that? I want to try Siri. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, hold on. Where is this bitch? Hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. Uh, what is Khabib Nurmagomedov's record? A what is chubby number? You fucking if, if dumb my, if bitch. My, if my number comes up on that fucking thing, I'm going to choke that bitch. <laughs> it's supposed to turn on when you talk to her. What it. is Chubby's number? It recognizes your voice. Hey, Siri. What is Khabib Nurmagomedov's record? All right, here we go. Chubby Namada. Chubby Nugget Madoff's record. Hold on a second. Cubby Nugget. Oh, I want to be Cubby Nugget. Let me Cubby Nugget. <laughs> Can I be Cubby Nugget? Yeah, let me. Let, that sounds like a sexual thing. Ooh. Give me a Cubby Nugget. It's when you put. It's like when you put peanut butter filled pretzel nuggets in someone's asshole. <laughs> a cubby a Nugget. C- cubby Nugget. Hold on, let me talk to Siri again. You're a fucking dummy. All right, let's see what she says. She knows that I turned her off. All right, all right fucking, there you go. Chubby, That's like when we all first. Chubby Nugget. What's a Chubby, chubby nugget? nugget? It's a fat nipple. You're looking at. <laughs> Come here, you, you little chubby nugget. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so yeah, Khabib would be a great fight. <laughs> Khabib would be a great fight for a lot but of But I think people. Aldo gets the fight first. Have Khabib and Aldo have not fought? Oh, no, there are different ways to fight. Ways obviously the not, yeah. fuck? That'll be tough, yeah. Maybe the chubby nugget fight? Has Ferguson and Khabib fight, fought? No. They were supposed to fight. I wonder if they fight and then the winner takes... Uh, uh, obviously, Connor has to defend the belt against Jose and then maybe the fucking... Maybe Ferguson... And Khabib fight, and the winner of that takes uh, Connor. I believe Khabib and Oh, my, Ferguson. Joe Silva? Why don't I shut up? <laughs> Maybe uh, Anthony Johnson can fight Connor. You know. I think, uh, yeah, Khabib and, and Ferguson would be a hell of a fight. Because yeah. not for nothing, uh, Ferguson is very good off his back. He's, uh, I believe, a brown belt on the Eddie Bravo. Very good and very dangerous off his back. But could his, could he keep... Could could Tony Ferguson keep Khabib at bay? And if Khabib gets him down, what's going to happen down there? That would be a phenomenal fight. Yeah, that would be something. Maybe they put that together, and then we get to see the El Kukui dance again. Oh, you like that? <laughs> I, the, he does the uh, in the middle of a fight. He's doing the fucking uh, salsa. I don't like the. El- That's a guy that like you don't like the El Kukui dance. Kukui, no, I don't like saying it. It's I like saying it. It is. It's. I just like saying El Kukui. Guy's got the best nickname ever. And we got today, we got our pal uh, Uriah Hall, who I like so much, calling in. And we had uh, Gegard Busasi on the phone yeah, the yeah. other day. Yes. Who, who he seems to, to think that it was a fluke that uh, Uriah won. But we'll talk to Uriah about it. But uh, Uriah was much better on the ground than... You know what's interesting? I know Uriah is coming off of uh, two, two straight losses. Uh, this is... I was wondering... Wait, two after beating Musasi? Yes, he's he he lost two straight fights with Robert Whitaker, Derek Brantley. Hold on, am I reading this right, Chris? The Derek producer Bronson, has he lost to Derek Bronson Derek, since then? Yes, he lost oh, to Derek okay. Bronson after winning two fights in a row. After winning the two fights in a row, he lost the two fights. Okay, in a what's row. his? That's record? right. Twelve and seven. Yeah, that's Robert right. Whitaker. I did. I can't and, believe that's, uh, that, that's and Derek. Derek Bronson was the one that he got caught where it's like he didn't even get started. You know what I mean? Right. Like he got caught really early. I can't believe. And then uh, the one, was that the last, wait, was that the last fight he lost? Right? Because Derek Brunson was his last fight. That wasn't too long ago because we had him on here before that. 
I like how we figured this all out on air. <laughs> no, but I'm shocked. Good. You know what it is? I can't believe it's September of 2015 that he fought Masasi the first time. I cannot believe it's over uh, a year ago. Like it, just, it seems like it was three months ago. Both the him versus Musashi. Yeah, Musashi the first I watched time. that fight the other day. It's great. I watched it yesterday, actually. What am I saying? When I found that uh, Uriah is going to be on. And uh, what I noticed was it wasn't like Musashi was having a bad night either. No. He was on. I can't and see what he could have done differently. What's very interesting is he got all the worst positions on Uriah. He's got all the best positions, I should say. And Uriah had an answer for everything. That was when very... When he was mounted, when he was yeah. cross-eyed, when he was had his back taken, when he was almost getting strangled from the back. He survived it all, and he got that neck, that knockout in, when, in that second round. When he and calls that's in, something, man. I want to... You're good. I'm going to ask if he plans on using some upward karate chops um, <laughs> uh, or moves of that nature to defeat yeah. his opponent. Well... I, 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 he has to have, I was, cause I was wondering the motivation with him taking this fight. Cause he already has the feather in his cap with beating a name like Musasi, but he is coming off two losses since then. You know what I mean? And that's how this game is. So Musasi is coming off. How many wins now? Two wins since then. Fucking Chris the producers. Yeah. He's got to call. The, I'm looking at Chris the producer to see what he's thinking. And he's fucking. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. He's talking in that sexy whisper voice to the hotel operator. Yeah, it's the same so thing. So get me room 521, please. Christopher Dusan. Hey, get me the hotel room. Yeah, what are you wearing? When do they fight? They fight. Um, it's November the 19th in Belfast, Northern Ireland. I want to know what time they're fighting there, too. Because didn't Dana say it would be hard to do a fight in Ireland because of the time it's difference? It's this Saturday night. Yes, and, it is. Uh, I believe it's, I'm going to say 7 p.m. on... What the fuck are you saying? 4, 4 o'clock? 4 p.m. Eastern. I, uh, did I say 7? Yeah, what time I, is that in Ireland? I meant 4 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, what time are you trying to make me sound better? No. What time is that in Ireland? I'm wondering. I don't uh, know because Dana had mentioned it would be hard to do like a pay-per-view. I don't know. Chris, the producer, you're, 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 part, you're, you're really part of the show. And you're really fucking things up right now. Well, no, he's got to call. Sorry, he's got to call you. Gotta, isn't there somebody to do that? We're looking at you. Hey, really quick. Yeah. Masasi, he's coming off two straight wins since his loss to Uriah. Is that correct? Could you look that up? Yes, I can look Because I up. know he won, at, he beat, um, was it Thiago? Say it? Yeah, at UFC uh, 200. 200. Yes, and I watched that one the other day too. And then he beat just the, uh, Vita Belfort after that? Exactly, yes. yes. So he's coming off two wins since they fought. And Uriah's coming off two losses. So I was wondering about... Three wins, actually. He beat Talos Leitis also. That's what I'm saying. They, oh, he did? Yep. Yes. Fuck, man. Oh, well, he's, well, he's, got, he's got some uh, momentum coming into this. Yeah. You know? And the last, so the last guy to beat him is Uriah. And Uriah's had a little bit of bad luck lately. So, hey, man. I mean, this is a very dangerous fight. But by, by, by Uriah stepping up and, and beating... Musasi again, and by by beating him, that you know it, it just takes his momentum away, and it puts him in that spot, man. You know what I mean? So that's what this game is about, about taking chances. There's no easy fight out there. Uriah knows he goes out there and beats Musasi, who's just been doing what he's been doing. It, it puts Uriah in a in a in a, in a way better spot. By the mm-hmm. way, I'm very happy. Uh, Why, Francis? What's his name? Ngano? Ngano? Is that how you say it? I, I think it's Gano. Oh, Gano! I always say yeah. that wrong. Gano. Gano. Francis? Yeah, Francis Gano. Um, I've heard him gone into it, but Gano, I'm sure, is right. He's fighting again. Who's he fighting? That big son of a bitch. He's, oh, Fran- is he undefeated, Francis uh, Gano? Uh, Gano? Gano. What's his nickname? I forget. 
I'm, I'm Googling him right now. He's a big, What's big Francis dude. What's Francis' big nickname? Uh, predator. Yeah. Oh, it's predator. predator. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Fucking Predator. How tall is he? He's got to be 5'10". He's only 6'4", actually. Oh, is he? He just looks bigger. Yeah, he's just a big dude. And uh, is he undefeated? He has one loss. To who? Uh, who beat that big son of a bitch? And where and when? Just a di- not even in the UFC. I mean, this is a while ago. Oh, it's before the UFC. Yeah, it's 2013. He has one loss. What's, what's his record? So he's eight and one. Eight and one. And when's he fighting? He is facing uh, Anthony Hamilton on December 9th. Okay. And that, is that on the Albany card? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. And you're you going? Uh, and Are you going to fighting? Albany? No, nah, dude. No. December 9th is a Saturday. That I'll be in Hartford, I believe, doing a uh, gig. I, I'm warming up for my shoot, so it's nice. like I got gigs every weekend. I'll tell you in a second where I'm going to be. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're in Fort Lauderdale, this Friday and Saturday, the uh, 18th and 19th, I'll be down there uh, doing my silliness. Uh, that was oh. on December 9th. I will be in, uh, oh no, I'm in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, so I can't do it that. But um, I would love to. Who else is fighting that card? Aljo Sterling's fighting? Aljo Sterling. Uh, Gian Vellante. Okay. And he's fighting Patrick Cummins, which is a oh, good fight. Good. Patrick's tough. Tough wrestler. I tell you, Vellante is looking good on the floor, too. You don't see it in his fights, but he's looking good. And he's fighting. Who, who's uh, who's uh, also fighting? Oh, God. Sensao. Uh, Sensao. Yeah, Raphael Sensao. Hey, uh, is this Uriah? Yeah, man. It's me, man. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey, Joe. Shoot. It's Jim and Matt. <laughs> well, go on, Bridget. <laughs> Everything Irie. We should do yes, the, things are well. We should do this whole interview like this. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, man, I've been hanging out with all my Jamaican friends here in Ireland, so, you know. There's a lot of them, Irish. right? Jimmy, I think we should yeah, try man, to talk. a lot of Jamaican people out here. We should try to talk Guar-guan. back like that, Jimmy. We I'm not good. I don't speak, what is it, Patois? I don't speak Patois very well. Although I will. I, 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 I can I, do, like, African-American, too. Hello. What do you guys calling me for? <laughs> I can't believe this shit. I don't know much about Africa. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to train. You guys always do this shit. <laughs> fucking... I don't like this anymore. Yo, you're right. You sound like you're in a great mood, man. You're having you sound a great... ready. You having I'm fun? I'm in a great mood. I had coffee. Oh, dude, they, they, that's that's where I'm at. That, that now you know how I feel 24 <laughs> seven. Just about to die, hyped up. <laughs> what time is it in Ireland right now? Because Dana had said it would be hard to do certain fights there because of the time difference and and the time you need it. What, dude, what... the time flies by. Either I'm tired or I'm resting too much, but. I'll lay down for 10 minutes in my head and it'd be like three hours. Like the time goes by so fast. It's, uh, what time is it now? It's like 5.37 PM. Okay. So what time would you guys have to fight? So, so you're fighting at 7.37 or 7.30, 7 o'clock if it's a four o'clock thing here. Well, someone said that we're going to be fighting on regular time and what are we, eight hours behind? So most likely in the morning back home. That's interesting. Wait, if it's five thirty, five something, five thirty now, you're five hours behind. It's twelve thirty here. It's tw- is it? So you're five. Is it, are you are you in the evening or morning? We're in the evening. So yeah, you're five hours ahead of us. So that means if you guys are fighting at uh, four here, it'll be nine o'clock there. Right now, people are throwing their fucking, <laughs> kick, their fucking <laughs> kicking their computers and shutting this off. My fucking, I could have just looked this up instead of making yeah, everybody fucking, suffer through this. I'm fucking leaving. I apologize, I'm, I'm leaving the room. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> but we we interviewed uh, we interviewed Yegard the other day, and dude, you you I can't believe it's a year ago you fought him, and you were so so good. Your your his ground game is is tremendous, and uh, I think you surprised him with how effective you were on the ground. 
Yeah, man. Gay, listen, Gay Guard is one of the best. You don't get to top five if you're not one of the best in the league. You know, what I did to him, if anything, I motivated the fuck out of that guy. Have you seen his fights after my fight? He's like, fuck that. I'm going to keep my hands up and start knocking mofos out. So, you know, it's interesting how this is going to play out, too. I think for this fight, he's going to come out still with a point to prove, but at the same time more cautious than last time. And, uh, you know, he's, he's favored. He's in his backyard so it's good for him i like the whole adversity moment thing yeah i think it's uh i think two things i think it's interesting that that he's the favorite since that you beat him already that do you do you take offense to that that you already beat him and that he's the favorite well you what did he say last fight was a fluke you know it was um it was a fluke man i got really lucky on that kick let me too bad i was doing it for like 15 years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me tell you about that as far as as far as with that and addressing it like being a fluke which uh, obviously it wasn't the thing is this now you could say it's a, like if he walked out there and you did that right off the bat maybe maybe not maybe you just caught him you survived and i was telling this to jimmy right before we we called you up it's not like he was having an off night he was looking and i just watched this fight again yesterday and uh, you did a phenomenal. He was he was on the. He caught your leg from the beginning, and he was mounting the correct way. He was attacking you the correct yeah. way. You just had you were in all the worst positions that a fighter could be in. You did not take damage yeah. from those positions. He oh, he almost strangled you. You got out. You you showed calmness under fire. And if it wasn't for that, then you're never landing that kick. So that's what shocked him. Right. And that's what shocked, be honest, to be honest with you, Uriah, that shocked me as well, that you had all those answers <laughs> down there. And that's a, that was a huge thing in that first fight. Do you spend a lot of time in the worst positions? Do you spend a lot of time escaping in the back and, and all those positions? I do, you know. I do. I do this thing called Houdini, and it's just like you put yourself in these terrible positions that you normally get caught in, and, you know, you, you try to either – get out of it, survive, or try to figure it out. And then when you get in the uncomfortable position, the the theme here is to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yes. So when it happens, it's mm. like, oh, I've been here before. I'm cool. But you know what? I didn't specifically train for that. I knew he was, his ground game was good. But what threw me off was his strength. I was like, damn, well, you've been wrestling bears? Like, this yeah. motherfucker's strong as hell. That's funny because he doesn't look overly uh, too powerful. I mean, you know, he, he looks athletic. But, but yeah, homeboy looks like he's been training with some animals. Man, he's just strong. But I've learned that he uh, he trains with bigger guys. The good thing about that, your strength overall improved. Mm-hmm. But he's lacking speed, and that's what I was able to capitalize on. Now, there's been some bad blood, obviously. Now, you you've dropped a couple since that fight. Um, you know, one was the decision and, and Derek Brunson, we talked to you before that fight. You guys had some bad blood. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, what do you think happened there? I mean, I mean, as, as Gegard said, it was a fluke. I just got to accept that it happened. Sure. Um, you know, I can't take anything away. I can complain and, you know, act like I was a time of the month for me, but listen, it, it happened. He caught me with it. Um, on my side, I felt fine, but Herb Dean was looking out for my safety, and from his angle, it looked as if I was taking damage, so he stopped the fight. So I can't be angry. You know, he's doing his job, but that's a rematch I would love to get because I've trained so long, so hard for that fight, that I didn't get to do as much. 
So, you know, I just have to accept it and uh, move forward. That's that's one of the worst feelings is when you feel like oh, it's if, terrible. you just never get the – if you would have had a war with Derek and the same result happened at the end of it, I guarantee you probably wouldn't have felt as bad. You know what I mean? But uh, no. And I'm not trying – you're yeah. like, yeah, you're like, thanks, you little prick. No, I'm not trying to rub it in. <laughs> you're like, you fucked. Uh, no, I'm trying to say I, I feel bad for you with, in a sense that you had all – every you like you have so much you want to show – it's all, and it's like a case of blue balls. I bring that up a lot, blue balls. It, yeah. it, but it is, right? I don't like, think I ever had blue. No, I never had that <laughs> I've only yeah. had them. Only, only me and Jimmy can relate to that. <laughs> You're right. Blue he guy's balls. a stud. He doesn't have blue balls. He doesn't even know what that I've blue balls is. I've never had that before. <laughs> I don't think I've experienced that. No. You see these abs? He doesn't get blue balls, Jimmy. So you're, you're right. Right now, I think Gegard's uh, number five and you're number 10. So you're in a good place. Do you feel the pressure with this fight? Like, okay, man, this, you know, if, if obviously if you if you you lose fight, you might get pushed back in the rankings. But if you win, you're kind of right in the middle of things again. Yeah, you know, the first time we fought, he was ranked six. I was ranked nothing. And, you know, he kind of plummeted me to get there. And uh, now he's ranked five. It's a risky move for him. But at the same time for him, it's an opportunity to kind of uh, raise the stakes and say, hey, man, that really was a fluke. But, you know, I'm just going to focus on the opportunity that I get to do it. I wasn't looking to do it so soon. Plus, after the first time, I was like, eh, it's kind of a spectacular knockout. Like, why risk it? Sure. Yeah. But I was hearing that Dan Henderson felt the same way when he knocked out Bisping and they wanted to fight again. He was like, eh, you know, I already knocked him out really well. I don't think I could top that. But if it's for the bell, I'll do it. But it's more for me to kind of get out there and really prove a point. And it's uncomfortable. I kind of like the atmosphere. And it's for him, too, to kind of say, hey, man, that was a mistake. And uh, he got lucky. So I don't really have nothing to really lose. But, you know, for him, it's very risky. You definitely have That's a lot. Fighting's all about. And uh, when, when do, what are you doing in Ireland? Meaning, are you doing anything social there? Or are you just training? Or are you actually seeing the country? Well, I wish I could see the country. But you got to do this whole boring media sh- I mean, uh, there's amazing <laughs> media stuff to uh, uh, show the world our other side of not just fighting. <laughs> but I'm in a media room, so i got to be careful what I say. Oh, you, oh, um, you got to do a bunch of them today. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny. It's how you do it. Like, I was in a bad mood earlier because I just woke up. I mean, who wouldn't be in a bad mood that wake you up? You're cutting away. You're eating shit. Sure. You feel like shit. It's cold as a mother. You know, how's the food there? I've heard the uh, food <laughs> in Ireland is uh, not the best. Well, I haven't got a chance to eat too much of the food, but for the healthy portion that I got is is, is really good. What I'm really impressed with it, with in Ireland is, you know, people are really nice. You know, you have your stereotypicalness, like, you know, like I, I went to Japan and everyone in Japan is just so respectful. And when I fought Gegar, man, you can hear a pin drop. You know, they didn't they didn't boo you. They just cared about the fighter you know and that's what i really love about japan everyone was just really nice they were very respectful you know they didn't hate you because you're this or you're that they just loved the sport and respected it they were quiet the whole time i mean I, it was perfect and ireland everyone i've encountered with is just so nice you can tell these guys are hardcore man like it's cold over here and you know i'm all bundled up running in the morning these guys are wearing shorts and shit looking at me like why are you covered up i'm like it's cold man <laughs> But they're so tough over here, and that tough mentality, like, you know, that you can just tell they're tough. Dude, I said so. to Matt the other day, we were leaving the garden, uh, might be, and, and there's the Irish were all over the place, and this one guy, he's got, like, a big fucking awful, like, 
tire around his middle and he's wearing a medium t-shirt and he's holding an Irish flag and it's freezing. I got a fucking hat on and this drunken maniac's like, fucking Connor! And he's zero effect from the weather. They are t- I mean, I'm Irish, but I'm not truly Irish. Son of a bitch just didn't feel the weather. It was amazing. It didn't, man. He didn't. They tough over here, man. Like, I felt like a bitch wearing clothes running. I'm like, I got to start running naked. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever watch those fighters? The gyp- I think they're gypsies or the Irish. They, they fist fight. Uh, bare knuckle fighting. Joe something is a big... What's his name? Big Joe something. He's pretty legendary no. over there. But these guys, none of them are in shape. <laughs> they're all in like they're all in like fucking in like like a uh, steel mill worker shape like guys who can like will knock you out with a bucket in their hand like they're, they're tough <laughs> tough people but one of those guys said to make his hands tougher he soaks them in gasoline because it makes his fucking what? it makes his skin tougher not right before a fight but in general he'll soak his hands in gasoline because I, I don't believe that? me I don't know I don't know what they just live in a culture of fighting over there gasoline yeah don't start the don't don't start the so, the stove. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's an embarrassing way to die. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking hands like on fire. Like, how do you die? Well, you set himself on fire by accident. <laughs> do you keep in touch with, uh, hey, do you keep in touch with Chael? Did you guys get close? I really love Chael Sonnen. You were, and you, you kind of came oh, into man. notoriety from that season 17. Yeah, man, Chael's the best. Chael's like the white dad I never had. You know, he's just, <laughs> he's always there. And, and he's just a nice guy. And, you know, I got a, he's got a family and all, and. He's getting ready for his fight, too. And I always call him up for advice, especially when I feel lost. I usually either call Dana or Chael. Dana will just tell you straight to your face, you know. I don't know if you guys talk to Dana, but he's, sure. that man can motivate you to jump off a cliff. He'd be like, yes, I'll do it, Dana. I'll do it. But Chael, you know, he's he's very, like, articulate, and he uh, he understands me where he says certain things. And one of the best advice, man, he was like, hey, man, listen, we've been here before. You know, and environment changes, but the act doesn't. And over the course of me training, I've kind of realized my weakness. You know, I was talking about this the other day, and I was like, I think I'm afraid of the cage. My coach is like, what? I was like, yeah, maybe I don't train enough in it because I'll be doing really good outside the cage. But the moment I get in there, I'm like, you know, that little, fuck, there's a crowd and all that stuff. And that's one of the things Chell used to tell me. Listen, don't worry about that. Just focus on the now. And I've kind of discovered this fear that I've had recently. And, you know, that's one of the things I've been focused on, just the now. Because when you're in there, you kind of get distracted. And, you know, for these, the rest of these guys, these champions and stuff, they're like, fuck this shit. I'm going to go out there and fuck my opponent up. But I think I haven't developed that or overcome that yet. So I have to focus on that. Because you're a bit, oh, sorry, Michael. No, no, I was going to say, it's just always important to stay in the moment. And sometimes with everything that's, you know, involved with the fight, even walking down to the cage yeah. with the with the cameras in your face, the yelling, the difference of the crowd. Yeah. Maybe that's why Japan was so excellent for you. Where it's a that's a different. I mean, I've been there before. Yeah, it Hanzo. was. Yeah, it's a different. It might as well be uh, nobody there. They're so and they'll clap when somebody goes or escapes from a submission. I mean, they're very yeah, educated. That's what happened. It's a different yeah, different culture over there as far as with the fight fans. You know, oh I, mean, I went to walk, run in the, the, the park and they were like, no, 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 you can't run in the park. I'm like, what? They were like, no, you got to walk. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. And when I started walking, it was like the subtlety, the, it was perfect, man. 
They rock bands. The streets like, are clean. The streets are clean in Japan, and like when people are sick, they, they, they wear hospital. They wear like masks so they don't spread the germs. I don't know if you know that. You see, like people oh. walk, hands will be like they're wearing that so they don't spread the germs. With people wearing like those like white masks, and yeah. it's like the Matrix. I'm like, all right, can we cross right here? There's no cars in sight, but they're all waiting for the right the light to turn green. I'm like, am I an asshole if I jaywalk? And what happens if you jaywalk? Here? It's a different world over there, no? It's, it's a so different crazy. world, man. Jimmy, you've been it's to Japan? I have world, not. Man. No, no, I don't travel that much Like as far as like, yeah. I would love to go there. But Kiss, when they you first did go, there, man. well, they yeah. said that the, the people were so polite, they thought they were sucking. They're like, we thought the band, the, the audience hated us because they weren't doing what American crowds That's do. That's funny. They were politely sitting no, there. Oh, they're very polite. And clapping afterwards. They're yeah. just, a, it's a different world. Um, we would they love to. They gave me gifts. They give you gifts? Yeah, I got off the plane. They were like, Mr. Hall, thank you for being in our country. I was like, what the? What'd they give you? We need to teach this shit back home. You know, right? like, just small gift. It was just a gesture of it, you know? They gave me, like, sand and food and <laughs> coupons. <laughs> just a welcome. It was a thought that counts. Yeah, just welcome. Jimmy's hoping you got, like, a Please. geisha girl or something. Yeah, absolutely. My <laughs> idea. Come Jimmy. You fucking pervert. We love you a long time. <laughs> yeah, my idea is a little bit different. It's a girl with trimmed fingernails <laughs> you know, to prevent injury. <laughs> sick fuck. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I know, but trust me, I've learned the hard way. Always check the nails. <laughs> Dude, you're awesome, though. You're one of my favorite guests. We, we would love you to come in here when, when you're in... Um, before, you, before you go, can we ask you one more? I want to ask you about that. The honesty of you just yeah. saying you're afraid of the cage. Is it, is it the magnitude of the moment? It's, it's not the physical cage. Is it the idea that when you're there, it's like, oh my God, I'm in the UFC, like I'm living a dream or there's pressure? Or what do you think it really is? You know what it is? As a freestyle fighter, you know, I move a lot and all that stuff. And I felt trapped because in the cage, you, you can't be like, I mean, time out. Oh, you can't move. Yeah. Really, you move too far. You get your back trapped against the wall. And I'm like, why do you guys always trying to grab me and shit? Yeah. Because they want to utilize my space. They, once they give me space, they know that I'm a threat. So I had to start training differently. Be like, all right, I got to get comfortable in this environment. It's uncomfortable. And one of the things I've learned is to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So I started being in the moment more and being in the cage more, not worry about the, you know, hitting the cage and all that stuff and try to not worry about the spotlight and all that stuff because it, 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 it gets a little distracting sometimes because, you know, for me, my background is kind of like to, you know, I respect my opponent. I go out there and we have fun. We we, uh, we try to dismantle each other, all that stuff. But in the UFC and MMA world, it's like, F all that, man. You got to go out there and kill or be killed. Right. So the crossover in that mental state, it's like, huh? Uh, but I've always, you know, and it's yeah. something I've had to deal with for a long time. And I've seen glimpse. We've seen glimpse of the spectacular moves, but it's like, you know, I haven't controlled it yet, you know? So I, one of the martial arts things that I've learned is to never quit no matter what. And to tell you a really funny story, well, it's not funny, but before I got the fight, you know, I was actually thinking about stopping. I was like, no, man, I think I'm done with this because I can't fight these emotions. I can't do this anymore. And I called my little brother up and I said, hey, Malik, listen, don't waste the gift that God gives you. You got a small window. You're young. You're strong. Jump on it. You know, I've, I've got him from boxing to kickboxing, and he was always afraid to take that jump. And I said, jump on this opportunity. You're young and you're strong. You don't know how long that window is going to open. And I think I'm pretty much done with this. And he was like, what? You, you can't quit. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really quitting. I'm just kind of changing roads. And he was like, 
well, if you're done with this, I'm done too. And I'm like, no, dude, you can't be done. You're, you're, you're strong. You're good. He said, well, you can't be done either. And I'm like, listen, sometimes you got to realize when to either walk away or change. And he was like, well, if you're done, I'm done. And I just kind of had a moment like, damn, my little brother is telling me if I stop, you know, he's going to stop. And you never realize who's really watching you or who you inspire. And that kind of just opened my eyes a little bit like, damn, it's not about me anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's things that I'm doing. I, I was emotional for a second. And, um, you know, I was like, you know what? You, you, you're right, buddy. And he was like, yeah, man, let's do this together, man. You, you can't quit. And he just reminded me of that. And I just had a moment. So well, that's, it's, it's, it's great that you stayed because I, I don't think that you should even consider leaving at this point, especially since you just acknowledge such a big thing. Like being afraid of something. Most people don't talk about being afraid because, again, it's seen as not masculine or weak or whatever it is. But if you acknowledge that and go, okay, this was a problem, then knowing that and training appropriately for it and then go, okay, I face it now, then you probably free yourself of a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, m- most of that stuff happened afterwards, you know, because I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. And I don't know, one day I, was, I realized I was kicking ass outside the cage afterwards. Like, I was in the cage, and I went like three rounds, and I was getting my ass beat. I was like, why am I freezing? And then I got outside, and I was dancing. I was tagging dudes like it's no tomorrow. And I was like, boom, I freeze when I'm in the cage. So I realized that and I just started focusing on it. Sometimes it's the magnitude of the moment. Like I, I've had stuff in a totally different world of stand-up comedy, but like where I would kill on uh, like in, in a club in front of people or whatever. But then when I knew there was people from the business there, I just fucking go into yeah. a shell and I panic and I feel like I'm not really there and I feel like I'm naked and I'm exposed and they're going to see what a fraud I am. It's all this mental shit that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, we just created it. It's like that fear that doesn't even exist, you know? So. Well, well, you've overcome that many times before, buddy. So, we're, you know, Thank you. all my all our best in this, in this fight coming up, man. I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be watching. Yeah, I, I really want to sure. see this. And, and come in and see it. We'd love to have you in studio. You live in New York, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come back like after this fight, uh, see my family and stuff. Good. But um, I'll definitely talk to one of these guys and we'll link up because... You guys are freaking awesome. Yeah, Thank you, come, buddy. Come hang out with us. Yeah, man. you don't have to be promoting or anything. Just come on in and hang out if you want to. If you, if you got a podcast yeah, or a fucking yeah, yeah. Twitter you want to promote, just come in and hang. It'll be fun to have you the whole show. <laughs> that sounds great, guys. All right. Good luck, man. Have a great fight, and, and, and we'll see you soon, okay? Yeah. Thanks, Uriah. Thank you, guys. No problem. All right, buddy. Uh, Uriah Hall, number 10 ranked middleweight fighting this Saturday. Uh, let's get the, uh, the all the facts correct. He is fighting... Um, 4 p.m. UFC uh, fight night. Uh, it's uh, Gegard Mousasi against Uriah Hall 2. This is a rematch. Uriah won the first one, and it's this Saturday in Belfast at 4 p.m. on UFC Fight Pass. It's the main card. Man, the He's good, a good guy, man. Yeah, I, I, I was shocked is. to hear that. Afraid of the cage. Like that's, no, it's, that's, a, that's a really interesting thing for a fighter to admit. Because it's not afraid of being hit. He's no. not afraid of other men. It's no. the idea of me not performing in the cage. Like That's really interesting. There's guys that are killers in the training room, and then when it's time to be game day, they're not. And that's not him because he's shown up before. Yes, he you has. You know what I mean? So, but that is that is very honest of him to acknowledge that. You know what I mean? On here. Well, we, Matt and I have joked about stuff, and I I, I remember yes. I think we were looking at porn, and we said we all have our own unique tastes. Oh yeah, mine's remarkably different than Matt's. You know, I I like uh, you know when it comes to comedy, I like a bit of a darker comedy, uh, like Chappelle. On Saturday Night Live, his monologue. Dave is such a brilliant act, 
And, um, I, you know, I like that. He addressed the Pulse nightclub shooting. He addressed the Trump uh, election and racism and the shootings. And, you know, that's what a great comic does. So that's what I tend to gravitate towards. I just, or watching or enjoying. You know, well, with CISO, now this is what it's spelled. S-E-E-S-O. It's your comedy. Get your comedy the way you want it. It's the new ad-free streaming service. They bring you hilarious original series, hand-picked classics, honestly, just weeks of stand-up specials and more. It's bingeable comedy anytime, anywhere. They have every episode of SNL. Okay, funny, we just talked about Chappelle. Um, ever, every single episode, including new episodes, the day after the air. Look, most of you, you're out there fucking around on a Friday night, Saturday night. You don't have time on Saturday night. You don't have time for SNL. You're busy. You're trying to bang that girl from the office. You don't have time to go, let's watch Chappelle. No, you're busy. You're pretending you're listening to an awful story she's telling you. <laughs> so what do you do the next day? You can go on CISO, get the episode. You want to watch Fallon, Seth Meyers, classics like 30 Rock, Parks, and Rec. Uh, how about brilliant British shows with Ricky, uh, Ricky Gervais' original office, the Monty Python catalog, all this. Discover the next big names in comedy if you want. I mean, or you could watch the icons before they made it big. Guys like Louis and Hannibal Buress and, of course, Chelsea Peretti, Amy, Bo Burnham. So many more. CISO is ad-free. It's $3.99 a month. That's nothing. That's less than 50 bucks a year. That's less than you paid for a latte or that artisanal brewed coffee you're drinking, which everyone wants to smack out of your stupid hand. And you can stream it anytime, anywhere, on virtually any device. So right now, our listeners can try CISO, S-E-E-S-O, free. For two months, when you use the promo code UFC at checkout, get access to shows you won't get anywhere else. You really have nothing to lose. Go to CISO. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Here's a little question for you. Do you shop online? It's my new sexy radio voice. Or are you retired? Do you have children living at home? Of course, one of those is a yes. Any of these apply to you then you may be among those most vulnerable to identity thieves. And even if you're not, identity theft can absolutely happen to you. Hackers are working 24 hours a day, seven days a week to come up with new ways to steal your personal information. It's, it's, you know, it's the new mugging. We all know that identity theft can be a disaster. Financially, emotionally, even physically, it can take years to repair. That's why you should protect yourself with Identity Guard. Well, what do you not lock your doors at night? Literally, that would be like leaving your windows and door open going, hello, thieves, come on in. You need protection. And that's not being paranoid. That's just the age we live in. With Identity Guard, you get protection from a company. They've been in the business for over 20 years and they've helped protect more than 47 million people. They're not new to this. You can be protected as well. They continuously monitor millions of transactions and articles. They send you the news, tools, and guidance you're going to need to help minimize your risk. Because this is not an instinct for us. You know, you go through your life, you got your phone, you're doing all this stuff online. You're not thinking thievery, thievery, thievery. But you know what? You walk through a crowded thing, you clutch your purse a little tighter. You put your hand on your ass so your wallet doesn't get stolen because you are thinking thievery. That's how it's got to be online as well. They even offer uh, theft insurance with coverage of up to $1 million. Uh, if you were to become a victim of identity theft, they have recovery specialists who are going to help you through the process because these are that's what they do. They're good at it. They understand it. And it's very rare that it's going to happen to you, especially with Identity Guard. Get Identity Theft Protection Service that's right for you. I'm sorry I tripped there at the end. I have almond in my mouth. Too bad we don't have a professional broadcasting training. That'd be nice. Visit Identity Guard, identityguard.com slash podcast. It's not paranoia to be worried about your information being stolen because it happens every day. 
Uriah was very fun to chat with. I like talking to him. Yeah, I, me I'd, too. I'd like to have him in studio. I think he'd be a great third guy in here to bullshit. I him. believe he would be too. And I didn't like him when I first saw him on The Ultimate Fighter. You know, and I didn't see like a fun guy. And then I met him once, and he was pleasant, and he was nice. And then I think we, I saw him yeah. at one of the UFC events, and he was really a nice dude. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a good guy. Sometimes those reality shows, man, they cut it up a certain way. Or Again, maybe you get nervous being on TV, and you don't show your best self. But he seems like a really introspective guy to it's me. Funny so it's funny, like yeah. A, yeah, you know, so maybe that doesn't translate as well in that type of environment. That's right. You know? Yeah, you're right. Uh, introspective. He, he, I remember he was on... Uh, he was on... Uh, I, I that that and you just seem really quiet, but then he comes on here. He's doing Jamaican accents, and yeah, he came out. He was uh, he was in a good mood today. Really good mood for the fight week. That that says something, you know. Nice yeah. relaxed mood. You know who we're going to talk to soon is uh, the Raquel Pennington. We just had Raquel on, and normally we don't have people this quickly around. But, but she beat the number one uh, yes. bantamweight contender Misha so- Tate. She basically sent Misha Tate. Out of the UFC, with no disrespect to Misha, I think Misha probably center knew. packing. Yeah, in a way, Sorry. and she was tremendous. She was great yeah. in that fight, Raquel. I mean, she, she was, was on, fucking man. solid. You were scared when she was going for that neck. I was very scared for Misha. Yeah, from what you told me. I Is she here? Hi, Raquel. Hi. Hey, good to talk to you again. It's uh, a little uh, soon, but we're, we're, you were so impressive. It's Matt and Jim. How are you doing? Good. I'm. I'm doing great. How are you? Now you good. say you say great. Now are you are you on cloud nine? Because you should be on cloud nine, Raquel. Are you on cloud nine? <laughs> cloud eight? Uh, cloud I nine? It, what I are, think it's still soaking in. I'm not sure. You, listen, you beat the former champion. I know she was like a bit of a mentor. You were on her team and, and everything uh, on on the Ultimate Fighter. But you know she when you know she 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 retired after that fight and she pointed to you saying you are the future. What what do you think about that? You know, honestly, I was sitting there. I just. I mean, after I won and I got my hand raised and they wanted to do the interview, I think I was just kind of on a whole new planet. I couldn't even do an interview. I don't even know what I was trying to say. Oh, it was so funny. You tried to get a quote out and you're like, oh, you just kind of gave up on it. I was like, I don't know. Like, it was in my head. I was trying to say, um, I was trying to say the quote, uh, what is it? Work hard um, until your idols become your rivals. Yes. Then you know you're doing something right. And so I was trying to say that, but I was like, on a whole new planet, and I just looked at Joe Rogan, and I was like, you know, I don't know. And then I remember talking to my coaches, and then all I heard was her say, that's it for me. And then when she pointed at me, and it just, like, it shocked me. You were tremendous. I, I was surprised watching that fight by how strong you are. I, I never realized what a powerful person you are. Like, you were literally manhandling Misha. And that, I got very nervous for her at that point. Which I thought when she was, cr- like, walking the, 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 the cage to get out of that... Uh, guillotine. You know, guillotine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was amazed at her for being so ferocious and amazed at how powerful you are. But I was really worried she was going to break her neck in that moment. You scared Jimmy. I was so, very nervous. <laughs> so I actually wasn't even um, attempting the guillotine at that moment at all. Um... My coach, uh, he's he's one of the wrestling coaches for. Uh, he was with WCAP, which is World Class Athlete Program for the Army. Basically, that deals with the Olympians that go to the Army and stuff. And then, or um, yeah, and then he coached for uh, Lehigh University. And so, working with him, he's just had me doing a bunch of drills. And you know, for this fight camp, I have I have nothing but the best coaches behind me. Um, coach Guzman, he's the assistant Olympic boxing coach. Um, so he was at the Olympics this year and they just, with them in my corner, you know, I mean, Jason had me working, um, this basically a neck prank, but it's just really more so an uncomfortable position. If if you kind of get it, it's just uncomfortable. So 
where I had Misha, it was just basically me kind of thrusting my hips in to put pressure on the back of her neck just to kind of make her uncomfortable and drain her energy is all I was doing. I was using no energy for myself. I wasn't doing anything, but she kind of set herself up perfect for it because she would keep shooting in for takedowns. And then when I seen the clip where, um, because he had me picking up a 150-pound dummy just over and over, so I would have to sit in that position and then just pick it up above my head and then set it down, sit in that position over and over after a hard, intense two-hour training session. So then when I turned around and just picked Misha up like she was nothing, I was like, um, you know, that dummy work kind of paid off. Sure. Doesn't that feel good when like the strategy comes together like that? Like that you it plan does. Yeah, it's amazing. You you Especially you're, when it's so effortless, when you're not using all this energy. I mean, going into this fight was the calmest I've ever been in my entire career. So your training camp went really well. I feel like there was no work left to be put in. I mean, it was the best training camp I've ever had in the 9 years that I've been doing this and by the time when they first called, I originally thought we were going to be on the December 30th card and then they put us on the New York card, and so that shortened fight camp. And I was like, oh, okay, like a five-week fight camp is basically what I had. And um, my coaches were like, it doesn't matter if we're going to do an ass-kicking in December or in November. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. And by the time four weeks hit, like, there was nothing left I could do. I struggled even finishing the last week of fight camp because I put in so much hard work that I just I didn't know what else to do, and my body was exhausted. All I wanted to do was sleep and uh, go out and fight. And you're number eight right now, and it's got to be, uh, you have to start looking like, hey, I might be able to fight one or two more and then get a shot. Who do you see yourself going up uh, next? I mean, uh, Pena, or would you rematch with Kat, or, or maybe even Holly Holm? I am down for all three of those. I would definitely love to. I thought that I would end up fighting um, Pena on the show. Um, so, I mean, I've wanted to fight her as well for a really long time, and I've always wanted to finish my revenge tour. So obviously Kat and Holly are both in that. You, you, you want a shot at both of them. Why not? I mean, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. And I mean, I want to prove that I am the better fighter. Most of these girls were beating me because of other things that were going on outside. I didn't have my mind right and everything. And they were the ones that went out and performed that night. I beat myself before even stepping into the octagon with them. So I want to go out. And now that I have my mind right and it's been right for my past two fights, I refuse to lose. And I just, I'm going out and having fun again, and I want to avenge those losses. Well, when your idols become your rivals, like you said, so, you know, in that Ultimate Fighter season, you were on Team Misha. Did you get to know Ronda at all? Did you speak with her at all? Because now, you're, you know, it's like she's going to fight uh, Amanda Nunes for the, the belt. And, like, you know, one fight more, maybe, you could definitely be in the mix to, to go for that. So are you starting to look at that as a possibility? Most definitely. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's business in the octagon for us, but I think a lot of friendships were made outside, especially being on Wilson Fighter. I mean, I built a friendship with Misha, and I built a friendship with Ronda. Um, I've been out to L.A. and hung out with Ronda and them just outside of fighting. And, uh, you know, Ronda texts me after my fight with Misha and everything. I've seen Ronda before the fight with Misha. And um, so there's a lot of friendships that's been built throughout this. I mean, we all meet each other, obviously, from the sport. But when it comes to it, I mean, business is business. So... If the opportunity is there and that's what's going to take my career forward, I mean, it's obviously an opportunity I'm going to take. And uh, what do you think about that upcoming fight? I'm excited for it. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a really good fight, actually. And it's hard to say because sometimes people don't, you know, fighters don't like to predict fights because they don't want to offend anybody. But I know you, you're saying you, you're cool with Ronda. I don't know how you are with Amanda, but who, who do you think is going to win that one? You know, I think, honestly, I think it's going to be a tough fight. I think... Uh, I think Amanda's really shifted gears in her 
career. And I think Rhonda's coming back extremely hungry. She loves to prove points and stuff. So she's going to obviously come out. But, I mean, Amanda has really solid hands um, in which Rhonda's going to have to get past first. And then, you know, I mean, obviously Rhonda has her judo and stuff. So I think it can go back and forth. I mean, I don't want to sit here and say one or the other. A fight's a fight. You can't ever predict it. Uh, I just wish both girls the best of luck that night. Well, yeah, and in a way that Holly kept her away, that's what she has to be careful of with, with Amanda. Because, you know, it's great to be able to to, to, uh, to use judo or grapple or whatever, but you've got to get to the person first. Exactly. And, I mean, Holly was kind of more so in and out boxer style. Amanda likes to throw with conviction, so true. she'll be right in her face. See, that's very true. And that, that will make that will could leave her open to get taken down. Where a girl like Holly is is more elusive. Like she's all over the place. She'll get off and get out. But Amanda commits and when she commits, if she doesn't take you out, the clinch is right there. And that you know what I mean? <laughs> so that this is a very this is a very interesting fight between those two. Very. And, and Raquel, how do you in a position where you're in now where you just beat Misha, it puts you right up there. With those two, how do you feel you compare with either one of them? Do you feel you stylize style wise, do you feel you match up with, with Rhonda and Amanda? Um, you know, there's I have a huge toolbox. I'm highly underestimated in the women's bantamweight. Um so, you know, I'm just kind of that quiet storm. There's a ton of tools that the world has yet to see from me. And so if you ask me, I mean, I've taken I've taken the step to looking at myself and seeing how somebody would beat me. And then I've kind of went out and trained and done different things, added more stuff to my toolbox, getting more comfortable in certain things. And uh, honestly, I believe I'm a very well-rounded fighter. Everybody was so worried about when it came to Misha, don't let her take you down and stuff. Well, the world has yet to see my ground game. I actually... I love the ground, but a lot of people don't know that I was categorized as this brawler, which is fine. Um, each fight, I think, will bring out something different. And when it comes to these two, I mean, I'm not I'm not scared to stand and bang. I'm not scared to go to the ground. I'm not scared to get, if Rado was to get a hold of me and toss me, okay, I've been thrown in practice before, and I know how to react from there, or I know how to defend certain things. So, I mean... I just, uh, I'm kind of just considering myself as the quiet storm right now. So what, do you know what, what is Valentina Shevchenko fighting again? Does she have anything scheduled? I think you and her would be a great fight. I don't know if she does or not. Chris is looking like up. Our, our producer. Right? Up. We just got quiet because our producer. Right? Whenever we see his little <laughs> hands go to the computer, <laughs> <laughs> we know that he's checking something out. So yeah, I don't think she has anything particularly lined up right now. Well, that'd be so. a good fight, number four against number eight, like that. I would like to see a lot. Absolutely. Um, you know, and you obviously my ranking have... has to change somewhere in there. I mean, <laughs> I, I was number eight before this fight, and then I fight the number one contender. That's a good point. Yeah, Misha's still listed. So maybe we may have a list um, on our soon-to-be-fire producer. Probably gave us a list uh, that was before this. Well, so, that was the la- the last update was November 7th. So okay. it's still going to come out this I week, understand. Though. You have to blame somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I think it has to switch a little bit. I'm like, there's no way. All right, so yeah, well, well, good luck to you. I mean, we're really happy. I love Misha, but it, it was really nice to see you, and it was really nice to see her uh, show you that kind of respect and, um, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to your next fight. It's obviously going to be one of four or five people. So uh, we'll be sure to talk to you again when your next fight's coming up. Awesome. Thank you. Congratulations, Raquel. Congrats, Raquel. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right, take care. Well, yeah, listen, she was really strong in that fight, man. I hey, couldn't man. believe how she manhandled Misha too. Dude, fighting is about opportunities. She had a huge opportunity in fighting the former champ, and she seized the hell out of it. And now she's in a very good position, and uh, rightfully so. I good, love Good Misha. for her. Whoa, whoa. You said that very creepy. You know what I mean? Oh, what'd you say? I love Misha. <laughs>
You said it again, creepy. I didn't mean to be creepy. I, I, say it again. I Can you say it normal, like a normal guy? Dude, I'm talking to him. I love me. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she went out nicely, though. I mean, you know, but again, she's like, I just couldn't get going. And, and I like that she said that because it, it happens, you know, when you're a fighter, I'm sure. What do you do next? I mean, look, she can do whatever she wants. She's, she's beautiful. She's charismatic. Who's this? She, Misha, she's well-loved. Yeah. Well, the thing is now, when we get her back on the show, because she was a, you know, last time we had her on here, she was fighting and she didn't want to talk about certain stuff. Now that she's retired, to all about her personal life when she gets back she on. She won't. She's never she's coming. She's not that How about girl. this? She's never coming back on. She might. <laughs> but it's all going to be about a person. Listen, all right, you're done fighting. What's next? What else? Who are you dating? Are you still with Brian? What's going on? Do you find Jimmy attractive? She could. This is all the questions we're going to ask. If she found me attractive i would actually question her judgment i would be like misha i lost respect for you you're bad judgment that's fucking great you know i i i, I do want to tell you that matt matt and i were before we're just hugging with you he's had a little back rubs and i said matt you ought to be drinking eight glasses of water a day and he says yeah but jim who really does i said matt you're right he goes water's boring i'm like i know i said sweetie that's why you should try hint water we laughed hint <laughs> water was started by a woman named Kara golden a few years ago, after having her fourth kid, she was overweight. She had bad acne. She felt awful. Ten diet sodas a day instead of drinking water. Because water sucks. Let's be honest. It's boring. But what other options are there? Juice is full of calories. Non-calorie drinks are crap. So she starts Hint Water. This is a motivated person. Hint Water is pure water infused with the taste of fresh fruit. With Hint, drinking water is not boring. They have flavors to suit any palate. Mango, grapefruit, peach, watermelon. There's so many more. There's no chemicals, no sugar, just great tasting, all natural, fruit-flavored water. Both Health and Self magazines, they named Hint Water the best flavored water. And you know how important drinking plenty of water is to your health. It's, you know, it's been proven time and time again. Plus, you don't have to carry heavy cases of water back from the store. You can have it delivered right to your doorstep. So right now, every single variety pack shipped directly to your door, including three bottles of Hint Water's four most popular flavors pineapple watermelon crisp apple and blackberry normally it's mm. 24 dollars, only 15 dollars right now mm. drinkhint.com slash ufc mm. that's drinkhint.com slash ufc drinkhint.com slash ufc flavored water it's not gonna fatten you up mm. i'm tired today <laughs> i didn't sleep well last night buddy you didn't no I slept like an angel. I was tired. You do everything like an angel because you are one. Don't don't say that. And don't look at me when you say that. I'm saying that as a friend. I'm, hold on. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a cool just guy. Just call not... me angel in the morning. I'm just keeping these on. You should keep your shades on. Remember that Juice Newton song Yo, we sang? Oh, I got it. Hey, listen. You like that? Yeah, it's like Ty the Ty unofficial theme of the show. Yeah. Sure is. You know who I like? <laughs> so many names just flew by. Who? I like Tyron Woodley, but I don't I like, like Tyron a lot. Why is he wearing sunglasses inside? Why? And they're really dark sunglasses. Maybe he's light sensitive or he doesn't like eye contact. Uh, we're going to bring up that to him next time he's on. He's not I'm a very... Bringing, I'm bringing that up. He's got a very good sense of humor. Does he really? Well, I didn't he's notice gotta, that. He's got to put up with Dean Thomas. He okay. does. He does. I feel, I feel I get like the vibe does. he didn't like me. Like We interviewed him once. It was fun. And on the phone, and I saw him. And he's like, eh. And I know guys really? are a little quiet no. before fights. I, I like don't know. I think fight that, week, they're a little antsy. I, I think the guy's got a really good sense of humor. I, I, I sense that when I see him. Or maybe I'm just always laughing and people laugh at me. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know what it is. I'm always happy. Boy, he I'm was, happy a lot. What a great fight he gave us, Tyron and Woodley. I, I mean, that, Tyron and, uh, and, and Wonderboy was so good. He's good. No, he's good. I, I, and listen, I, 
the, the, the sunglasses inside I'm going to address. And he's got to have a good sense of humor to put up with that fucking Dean Thomas. They do the podcast, <laughs> right? Is it Wood in the Morning or something? I'm not giving them a, 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 I'm not giving them a plug. Well, I want not to. I need, them, I need them to help no, me. No, no, it's, it is. It's, it's uh, these Nuts or something All like right. that. What is it? It's Morning Wood. Yes. With these Nuts. Keep it, now, we're, keep we're in Florida. Keep yeah, keep it clean. Saucy Chris. Keep it clean. We're in, um, we're in, <laughs> we're in Florida. <laughs> I have no clue. I'm in here for Lord of the Ducks. I'm going to be there this weekend. Dean Thomas, I think, was in Port St. Lucie or some shit. Oh, they're not in the room together. They're not in the room together, I don't think. I don't like that. You know? I don't think he could be in the room with Dean Thomas. Dean Thomas is a nice guy. We should have him on. <laughs> I like the... See, you know the guys I really like because I just break their balls a lot. I like Dean Thomas a lot. I'm tired, He's buddy. <laughs> I like Dean Thomas so much. You're yawning. I don't I mean to. No, no, I'm just Dean Thomas, I bring up your name here. My, my partner here yawns. I'm just that's that's what you bring to the table, Dean Thomas. I want to go home. Uh, and I, listen, we're almost out of here. Basically, I mean, we could do all plugs and just call it a day. I did everything I wanted to do. I vented about my life. Well, she did, and I feel better. You know, I'm gonna tell my wife to skip this episode, and then uh, <laughs> you know, we got to talk to Uriah, who's what a good mood he was in Uriah Hall. Funny guy. Funny guy, good mood. And this was like, everything was everything was good energy the whole time. And all of a sudden, Jimmy, just now, 117 in, he hit the fucking wall. Look at, what happened? I what hit, the fuck just happened to you? I didn't sleep well last night. I went to bed late. I couldn't Why? fall asleep. Did I you just, have one of your lady friends over? I know. I'll tell you what. My, my Look at what I'm doing my fingers. Your lady friend over? Yes, and you put air quotes around both. I, I uh, You know, it's funny. I, my phone was acting a bit wonky. Yeah, what happened? The it was just you know you iPhone you drop it you know fucking you know yeah. you have it so it was bl- it was almost like there was a blinking light coming down from the top almost like a window shade of light and it was freezing up I couldn't close apps I'm like this is about to shit the bed I'm zipping off to Fort Lauderdale tomorrow so I finally found the uh, the new seven plus oh, I got the seven and uh, I needed one. And I got it with uh, the amount of memory I wanted. And I was doing the update and putting all my stuff on. And yeah. it all transferred beautifully. But that takes hours. Didn't but take wait, it until 1230. Now, Jimmy, I see you have, is that, do you have earbuds that come with it? I, no, I don't believe in wireless earbuds. They freak me out because I don't want that going right to my head. I like a wired earbud. Yeah, I see that. So I brought the, they, they, they give you. You have an adapter? Well, they give it you with the phone. It comes. Yeah, I have the same thing. Look at that. Look, see, ready? I'm going to point to mine too, see? It's pointing at his cock. Yeah. Um, yeah no. <laughs> I, I don't like that I have to have an adapter now to plug my, they, they took away the hole. There's no hole. Yeah, I know. It's There's no hole. There's no hole. It's you don't have a hole for the, your, your plug, your outlet. You don't have the fucking, what do you call it? The, uh, I know what you're saying. They, they sell an adapter where you can plug it in. What's it doing? I, I got to carry this little, how long? Let me, let's, let's put a, a guess. How long until I lose that thing? Matt, I think I'm going to lose that thing in within a week. I may too as well, but they sell extras. Why am I so messy? Why does my, my wife get mad at me? Because your wife is like any other woman. They want to pick at us. They just, Chris is like, don't stop. We're almost out the door. They just do it, buddy. Why they, am I so messy? Why can't I eat without making crumbs? <laughs> well, I'm just talking to you. Uh, All right, listen. I don't know what song that is. I don't think we got the rights for that. That doesn't matter. You don't need the rights to play five seconds. We're fine. Angel! <laughs> Go ahead. Maybe I'll feel better. Come on, that's what the UFC fans like. You play some Juice Newton on a UFC podcast, they go fucking crazy for it. (laughs) They're going to call you an old fuck. I know. I don't even know who that is. Come on, we need an Ernie Shaver. Somebody sent me a fucking thing Ernie Ernie Shaver. I'm going to bring Ernie Shaver. Is Ernie Shaver still alive? Yes, he is. He must love you. 
He doesn't know who I am. Nah, well, then, he doesn't then, know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie Shavers, that son of a bitch. They sent. He hit hard. Ernie Shavers hit fucking hard. All right. On that Look note. him up, Matt. Please. You'll respect this guy. Wait, wait, Ernie, how old is he? He's 72, and one of his nicknames is Puncher of the Century. Yeah. Man, what century is that? That's true. 18th century. Hey-oh! He would knock you the fuck. Ernie was, you know what he was? He was not in perfect shape. Show a picture of Ernie Shavers to my sweet friend, man. He was you fucking, see. dude, he was stocky, but he had a little gut on him, but he was a heavyweight, and he just was one of those guys. Stocky, little gut, heavyweight. Why are you looking me up in a Are you one of the great describing right now? A young Ernie Shaver. Look at him. Yeah, like, you know, no, look at the arms on that guy. Big, a little bald <laughs> head. He was okay, a tough he, guy. He looks like a tough guy. Absolutely. It's like yeah. a photo negative of Matt. A <laughs> solid, That's me bald with a puncher. Fucking, that might be me with a fucking tan right there. And he a punched Ernie Shavers. You watch his highlight. His highlight reel is weird, though, because it's all such old footage. Yeah. It's like stuff like grainy. Yeah. It's, you know, it's from like, you know, 1972 in France. He's beating up some no-name guy. But That's man, you st- when Ernie hit you, as they say, you stayed hit. Well... I'm I'm sure Ernie appreciates you, and uh, I appreciate you as well. I appreciate you, Chris, the producer. You're okay in my book. Oh, I'll take it. All right, this you. is all sudden. All sudden, this is a love fest, guys. What else? What, Jimmy? What else do we have? Do we have plugs? No, just me in Florida. Go to jimnorton.com. I have Doylestown, Hartford, all coming up. Saratoga Springs, Thanksgiving weekend. All preparing for my big comedy shoot. Jimmy, before we get out of here, do you realize how many downloads we just got? Did we talk about that? I know it's not. I don't want to talk no. about it now, but I'll talk we about it really can, quick. Yeah, tell me how many. Over four million. Over four million, Chris, the producer. Yes, sir. Well, you should know. You wrote it down. I did. Yeah. But I mean, that's is that good? That's great. You yeah. know what I want though? All these people that are listening, could they leave a comment and let them? What do they want? What should they be doing? Leaving a comment and yeah, a, rating? a rating. Yeah, if you're a, a fan of the show, rating. you go on iTunes, you subscribe to the show, obviously. Uh-huh. But yeah, you leave a five star rating and you leave a nice comment. That makes a difference for us when they do that. Absolutely, we appreciate yeah. that. It does help a lot. And it means a lot in the rankings, which you know I don't care as much. I just want the advertisers to see, but they can see the downloads. What they really care about. We're doing very, very well. So thank you I guys just wanna, for the support. I want to keep this gig. Me too, buddy. It's fun, Jimmy. I saw Dana, and we hugged him, and he goes, "Hey, man, congratulations, guys. It's going great." Like he's and Dana's. There's zero bullshit, Dana White. Like <laughs> you can't. He's not a good. He'd be a terrible actor because he can't fake things. Like if he wasn't happy, he likes us both. He wouldn't be a dick, but he might go. Uh, you know, we got to figure out, we got to figure out a way to get you guys a little more, like he'd give you one of those, yeah. but he was like, dude, it's going fucking great. It's awesome. Like, you I'll know, take it, man. me too. I will take it. The boss is happy. We're happy. Yes. The boss feels sick. We feel sick. Happy boss. boss happy life. Happy boss. Wait, is that happy how, is Jim? That the, happy is man. Is that the way it goes? All right, Jimmy. Thank you Bye, for buddy. being you. You too, Chris, the producer. Very good job. And Thanks, Juice sir. Newton. <laughs> and the fans listen like I said I seen them over the weekend thank you guys for listening we appreciate you almost as much as you appreciate us good luck to uh, <clears throat> Uriah Hall this weekend <laughs> and uh, Gegard Masasi I'm choking on Ahmed <laughs> Gegard Masasi Uriah Hall this weekend on Fight Pass 4pm Eastern Time goodbye bye bye this has been a digital media production find your voice The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 